A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Poppin' everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The most specialist of guests. Indeed. Yes. You nailed it this time. Yeah? I'm, I'm so fine with this. <laughs> we are, we're all on the same page today. Right, that I am the most special person here. I agree. Wow, I really think about that. <laughs> yeah, you keep thinking about it. I'm going to tell people that they can decide for themselves uh, if they get one of our person cards, because it sort of lists both options as the other host or the most specialist guest, but the other host has like a strike through. Yes. Through it. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we, and we've already ordered the cards. So right. we've the, already ordered the cards. So they, they are what they are. They are what they you've, are. You've been struck out. I've been struck out for now, for now. To get people up to speed, in case you're unaware, right now we're running a special offer over on our Patreon, where if you sign up at any of the three tiers, all of which are the same value, uh, you will receive a stainless steel metal person card yes that is like like laser engraved it's like a the 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 popcorn culture logo has been like cut out cut out so you can see through it see straight through it yeah so like if you're sitting in class and you want to like etch something the popcorn culture logo oh you'd be able to do it oh my gosh people are going to be able to just like graffiti the logo wherever they want yes exactly exactly (laughs) the true purpose they're going to be able to green mallard association the popcorn culture logo just wherever they want wherever they want with their handy bottle of spray paint that everyone carries with them at all times yeah they'll just like they'll just hold it up to the wall say popcorn culture and people will be like what's this I don't know. For legal reasons, we don't recommend doing. We don't this. recommend doing that. But if you want to like etch it in pencil, you know, I mean, that that, that seems just as cool. That seems just, just as, as cool. cool. And this will be, as of you listening to this episode, this will be the last week where they are available uh, per sign up because yeah. the offer will expire on Sunday, October twenty fifth, which is my thirty first birthday. Yes, and despite despite it saying the most specialist guest on the on the card, should the day ever come, if and when. The Patreon votes push me into the the title of one true host, and I get to sit with the popcorn culture trophy on my side of the desk. We do have a trophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll of course just expect everyone to use the honor system and just cross just cross it out on Ben's side and pencil in on my side. True host. I don't like this just idea. A permanent marker on Ben's side, it's right there, gone. But permanent marker is like you can't. Like, yeah, I would use dry erase marker dry because erase. let's let's face it, it's not going to last for very long. Okay, okay. Let me tell you something about dry erase markers versus permanent markers. So okay. everyone has that problem with the dry erase board where someone will write on it in Sharpie and it's like, oh, I can't erase this. That was permanent marker. Right. Okay. So I came across this like life hack once upon a time on the internet that was like, if you want to erase it. All you have to do is color over the spot someone wrote with permanent marker with the dry erase marker. And then when you erase it, it'll erase both. And I was like, that doesn't sound like it's possible. It does. I was like, that doesn't sound like it would work. But of course I wanted to try it. But then I was like, wait, wait, is Is this this the joke joke that I'm going (laughs) to, that I'm going to draw? I was like, now, now if I try it, I will be such a sucker. But you know what? I tried it and it worked. What? I could not believe it I because it seems like the permanent marker would be a layer beneath yeah. the now dry erase marker yeah. la- like laying upon its surface yes it's possible that i mean i made a very small mark with the permanent marker i suppose it's possible that if you wipe it up fast enough it just hasn't dried it would just come off maybe something like that's what was happening everyone at home is so leary they're I, like I what know. a fun fact and it's like but now i can't go and try it, it yeah, do you remember in high school there was a similar fact which is that like the the biology or the genetics of like a like an egg are such that they're so perfect that if you squeeze it in your hand it won't break. Yes. Yes. And of course you're like what a fun fact. Want to try it? And you're like, well, but you know, if you're wrong, it's like are you is this a true fact and it's not going to break? Or are am I about? Are you just trying to trick me into breaking an egg in my hand? No, I know, and that's yeah. it, it, because it feels like such a gag. It's yes. like you hand it and you're like, sit, like you're holding it, and you're like, 
Oh man, like if I just squeeze this real hard, I'm just gonna have quite literal egg on my hand. That yes, yes, you will have egg on your hand. And it's like to this day, I don't know because we you know, we actually did try it. We did try it. Like we all just like yeah, obviously GMA. It was the yeah, you and me and Mike and John. We all just decided together. We don't know if this is a real fact or not. We're all gonna try it. Yes. But here's the thing: it's so hard to know who knows because it's very easy to fake. Gripping something hard. It is. It Story. is. <sighs> even and. even myself doing it, I like. I quite literally don't know because in my right. mind it seems like it should break. Yeah. And so like when I squeeze, I'm like, I know that I'm not squeezing as hard as I possibly can, but I do feel like I'm squeezing harder than I would expect it to be for the egg to break. I agree. And so I almost even feel like I have tested this myself. I've I have like attempted it, and and I think that it's true. But then there's also the part of me that's like, or am I just lying to myself because right, like, because I, I don't want it to really be true. know. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, you also have to be able to apply pretty even pressure on all sides of the egg. So even if you are gripping it and believing it to be true, it's possible you just like press down harder with your fingertips or something. And that breaks the, the effect. I think because I think you're exactly right. And I think that's what it would come down to is that if you were to grip your fingers into it, then I do believe that it would break right. because yeah. I think that the the amount of pressure you could apply with your fingers would be more than enough, you know, per square whatever inch of the surface area of the egg in yeah. order to cause fracturing to occur. Right. Uh, and so. therefore egg on hand. Exactly. Um, the, but there, it's so funny because this whole egg like gag applies to so many things I've heard before that you can give eggs to children and they will just instinctively know to be careful with them. Like there's like a, oh. a built in like, that, like if you were to. <laughs> that sounds like, okay, let me see. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> but that's the joke. You, you can test it with Luke in the backyard just to see what would happen. Well, he knows um, about eggs. He helps me crack them for breakfast on many days. Oh, okay. So he he's likes, like, he's way too aware at this he point. Likes, he likes to crack them. Um, and he likes to to use the whisk and stir them up. Okay. Okay. And it's actually a weird situation where, like, to me, when I get when I get when I get whisking my eggs, I get like aggressive. You oh, know? I'm same. Like, I'm like, gotta get that air in there. Gotta get that fluffiness. Right. Gotta get that fluffiness. My wife, the Beth, is the complete opposite. She does not like like heavily whipped eggs. Like, I know the the appropriate way is to like whip as much air in as possible to get the fluff. Yeah. She wants it like just barely mixed up so that like the white and the yellow is still fairly separated as it scrambles. I know. So anyway, that's the way, that's about as effective as Luke can stir it though because he doesn't have like the, oh, so you know, the wrist strength to really whip it in there. Really whip it. So, so he'll just, yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke makes mom's favorite eggs. Exactly. Oh, well that's, I mean, that's kind of adorable. It is adorable. It is adorable. That, that works out. That works out. It does work out. Okay, here's a question for you on scrambled eggs then just as, just as long as we're talking about it. I got through my entire life without ever hearing the the pro tip to add a little bit of like milk to the scrambled eggs to, to give it a little extra whip. Is it is it to give it extra whip is or to just give it like extra like creaminess? Well, I don't know. I, yeah. This is a good question. I assumed because if you were to take cream and like you know whip it aggressively, you get yeah. whipped cream. Well, that's true. I thought about it. Like you know, that. as as the as the name. But are you suggests. putting like heavy whipping cream into your scrambled eggs? No, I'm not. But I but I still I guess I just assumed that heavily whipped, even like you know two percent milk would foam would, would like froth would would add additional aeration mm, okay to the mix i guess i was assuming it was more about adding like yeah flavor and creaminess rather than it was about extra whip one way or another i didn't know to do it meaning for, well, for like i would not say we were taught this way i don't i i don't think we were taught this way but this is i don't know if this is like the appropriate way to do eggs or if it's like a hack or if it's just personal preference sure sure, sure i think sure. certainly in our home the personal preference was not add milk to not add milk certainly what you're doing no matter what is adding more calories to the eggs right that's yeah. a good point that's a good point i will if, if i make the eggs just for me i will i make i almost i call them fat eggs oh so what i do with is, a ph it sounds no, like a ph nope, with an f oh okay fat eggs okay. so i will put my eggs in and then i will put milk in and then i also put butter in oh wow into the eggs then i will whisk for maximum aeration. Okay. Then I will put butter in the pan instead of like oil. You're kidding. No. Man. Yeah. Butter in the pan. Scramble them up. Yep. Real nice. Real nice. I'm then following. get them out. Cheese on top. Yep. Yeah. Also salt at like pretty much every stage. 
Oh, yeah. love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Okay. So one thing about salt that I, I've been like, I don't know why I don't just order it on Amazon because I, I, that would be the solution, but I keep seeing in like, uh, TikToks or like little quick cooking videos and stuff, people using like flaky salt yeah. and I'm like, Oh man, flaky salt looks uh-huh. so good. And I haven't gotten it yet, but for some reason the idea of flaky salt just <gasps> is like, it appeals to me. Yeah. It's like, that does seem like the superior salt. Well, it depends. The salt you use depends on what you're using it on. Oh, I can boy. tell you at least at, very appropriately. Let me give you a popcorn example here on the Hey-o. pop. So uh, I love to make like stovetop popcorn. Yeah. As you might expect, given the name of our show. Right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We all grew up Only, in the same house. I have if I, no microwave popcorn will never be allowed in my house. Oh, OK. Just at all. We yeah. don't, if Beth bought it, I'd be like, this is going right in the garbage. This is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> right in the garbage. Right, like, forget it. I am offended you even brought it into our house. She would never. She would never. Oh, go, 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 yeah. Way to go, Beth. <laughs> Way to go. Looking out. <laughs> I wouldn't throw it away. Um, I would just, it'd probably just sit there forever. And anyway, not the point. The point is, uh, when I do it, like I pour the, once you, you know, once you get the oil going, you get your kernels in on the stove. Yep. That's when I put the salt on. Okay. Like while it's, you know, in there. And. Oh, wait, while it's like pre-pop. Yeah, pre-pop. Oh, I actually don't do it that way. Oh, yeah. That's fascinating. That is okay. the way I do it. Okay. Then you get like this nice even, it like gets into the oil and gets all over the kernels and they just like are. It does add up. Now, that you, now that you say it like salted that. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Pro tip, y'all. Pro tip. So anyway, you know, if you watch the Food Network or any cooking amount of shows, they, the, whenever they're adding salt, they're, it's always kosher salt. It's always, always kosher salt. big, coarse, throw it in, kosher salt. Get your salt dish right there. Right. Boom. Well, let me tell you, I was like, one day we happened to be out of you know regular iodized table salt or whatever. Sure. So I was like, hey, you know what? We've got kosher salt. I'm just going to, it's probably better anyway, as if it makes any difference at this point. Right. Um, but it did make a big difference. So Improvement. Wh- or no, worse. No, oh, worse. A disprovement. A disprovement. Is that yes. a word? <laughs> so I don't know. Like, yeah, basically what happened, I use the same amount, same amount of salt. Okay. So, like, I use like a, a, a teaspoon. Okay. And it, you were, you, for the, for the folks at home, the kernels at home, you were making a gesturing method as if you, you, you scrape off a flat yeah. teaspoon. Like, so you, you uh, put it into your teaspooner yeah. and then you, do you hand smooth it? Hand smooth it. Hand smooth it, not yeah. knife smooth it? Not knife smooth it. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's extra dishes. Extra dishes. If I get you that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, come on now. As if salt itself is just getting your dishes D- dirty. Filthy. 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 Yes. You know, uh, when I put it in there and basically kosher salt will melt, okay. I think in a way, and it, it made everything like way too salty. No way. It was like, like horribly salty. Okay. In a bad way. And I later learned, I saw some, I don't know, like pictograph online that was like occasions to use kosher salt versus this salt versus this salt. And I was like, wow, I didn't really think there was such a difference or whatever. Such a breakdown. Such a breakdown. So, but yeah. So anyway, if you're using, if you're making popcorn, stovetop popcorn, regular table salt is what, what you want to use. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fun fact. So, all right. This is this is not. I don't even know if it's a fun fact. This is like another one of those those moments in life where I witness something and then I, I still. It's like the egg thing. Yeah. Uh, like like, can you squeeze an egg as hard as you want and it won't break because it's the perfect design? I don't know. Similarly, can you put granulated sugar into a food processor and process it to make powdered sugar? Oh. I don't know. I'm never, <laughs> never worried about it. Okay. I, I like this is, so I saw, I saw the video where somebody was doing this and they were like, fun fact, do people not know this? Like if you don't have powdered sugar, just put it in your food processor and make powdered sugar because it's just sugar. That's been like finely ground basically. Right. And like the, the, like every, like all of the logic is there. It's almost like the whipped cream example. It's yeah. like, it's like, well, I have cream. If I whip it, will I get whipped cream right is that is the title that descriptive that's not it's a marketing word not right not like a descriptor right it's like it describes the consistency of this like of of jet puffed cream effectively it's like it's not not the process i can't take a crunchy cheeto whisk it up really good and get a puffed cheeto you know right (laughs) like you just just blow with your leaf blower (laughs) you get a cheeto boom cheese cheese noodles Dude, uh, actually, put, that's the thing you can put on TikTok. Be like, does, do people not know? Do this people is how not they know? make cheese like, noodles. This is, this is how it's, it's just, done. It's just Cheetos leaf blower. <laughs> you just put it like the, the tip of the leaf blower into the bag, fire it up, and like whatever comes bursting out the back of the bag. <laughs> you have to make this TikTok. I'll, I'll, oh I'll consider it. Okay. I'll consider it. 
Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that, that's my question to to throw out there to you guys is is powdered sugar as simple as sugar that is powdered? It doesn't matter now if people send you video proof because you still won't trust it. I still won't trust it. You won't I know. know. I know. I, need, I mean, you could just try doing this. I do have a food processor. The problem is like even if you try this privately. If if it turns out not to be true, the embarrassment will be just as real. It as will if, be. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah. oh I've my been, God. I've been oh put my on God. display. I've been put on display. I've been made a fool. Yes. I've wasted one cup of sugar <laughs> and now I have to rinse off my food processor. And no one will ever know, but I, I fell for it. I, fell I can't for believe it. how gullible. Yeah, yeah. And I, wow. that's, I can't have that. It's, it'd be like holding a broken egg just right in the middle of your hand. And, yeah. And I can't. That would be... Just, just humiliating. Yeah. Although, so on that note, though, going back to our Cheetos example for for a mo, uh, one thing that has forever baffled me, and I should have just you know seen like how it's made on it yeah. or something. But how do they jet puff anything? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I need to know what this process is. There's got to be yeah, like a like a how it's made about that. Certainly, you can just YouTube the answer out of this. A jet puffer. Yeah. Like what? Like what is a <clears throat> Cheeto before it's a Cheeto? Yeah, well, che- are Cheetos jet puffed or are cheese doodles? Well, cheese doodles, I guess. Right. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of cheese doodle. Che- okay. Yeah, yeah. Is cheese doodle a brand or is to me okay? To me, well, I think cheese doodle is a brand and Cheeto is a brand. Okay, I think they are both separate brands. But did, to did me, mom buy cheese doodles growing yeah, up? Mom did cheese doodles, which are like the like U shaped puffed. Yeah, where's version. the puff come from? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it? Or does it start puffy and the Cheeto is like the condensed hang on let me get that again does it start puffy and then oh so like the hard cheeto right is almost like a vacuum sealed puff. <laughs> exactly you just put your cheese <laughs> in a vacuum turn that leaf blower on backwards suck the air clean out condense that's it down it. that's the thing all all cheese doodles can be cheetos <laughs> if they try hard enough and vice versa apparently this is how it goes. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of a very what came first, the grape or the raisin type of question, is it not? The grape definitely comes before the raisin. Well, but we know we've seen grapes before. Yeah. But what is what what is the grape in the analogy of the Cheeto? Oh, right, right, right. Which which one is the grape? Right. Is, is the cheese doodle? <laughs> <laughs> or the Cheeto or the grape. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We, we're, getting, we're getting real deep into food science. Speaking of which, do you have a corny joke for us today? I, I believe that I do have a corny joke. It's okay. A, it's a little interactive, if you will. Oh. Um, so I have a, this, this actually came from a kernel. Okay. Uh, the question is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And your answer needs to say, I would control an element. I have to say I would control an element? You have to say I would control an element. I would control an element. The element of surprise! (laughs) (laughs) That's how it's written. In all caps. Amazing. Yeah. I love you to tell them how to answer. Yeah, you have to tell them how to answer. Yeah. And then it's the element of surprise. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to like stair step this joke. Oh, yeah. 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 Which I did. I you think did, you did. Expertly you as far off. as I'm concerned. Yeah. This sounds like the less effective version of interrupting Cal. Yeah, I know. I know that. Okay. Which is one's... the best knock knock joke, by the way. Interrupting Cal. Moo. Moo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Okay, so on that note, what superpower would you actually have, though? This is oh. not a corny joke. This is this me is just not, asking you. Are you going to yell element of surprise at me again? <laughs> Jay, do you think the element of surprise could be a good... Let's 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 explore that for a moment. <laughs> the element of surprise. That's your superpower. I actually believe it, it would be useful. I think it would. I mean, how many times in a <clears throat> show or a, a story... <laughs> What? Sorry, I'm just imagining the element of surprise. Like in my mind, that is the name of the superhero. Like the yeah. superhero's name is the element of surprise. And beware. <laughs> and it's the also of sur- uh, it's also it's it, the 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 character's declaration at all times because the way that it would work would be you'd like watch the villain like about to commit the evil act, yeah. and then just unexpectedly the element of surprise shows up. There's no build up whatsoever. <laughs> that it's would just, be that'd be such an interesting show where every single episode you're just you're just like watching someone go through their life setting up like setting up some sort of plan and 
All you know as the viewer is that at some point, the element of surprise is going to burst into the room and do something. But you never you never see them off screen, like off at home. Right, right, right. right. Doing their thing. It's just all of a sudden, boom, the element of surprise. It would leave you in anxious anticipation for every single episode yes, all of the time. All of the time. But see, okay, this is what I want. I, w- I want to start something here. I want to start the idea that this is the best superpower. Okay. Because I, this is a question people always ask. And I feel like it's such a funny response. I would, my superpower would be the element of surprise. No one ever sees me coming. No, especially because if you're like equipped for it and someone's like, yeah, like, hey, what would your superpower be? The element of surprise. Like it almost comes with its own element of surprise. Like the speed at which you answer the question (laughs) is the element of surprise. You have to be ready. And then like you could ask the person after, after doing this to them, you were surprised, weren't you? Just like bask in the glory of that. There's there's nothing better than being surprised. Yeah. Well, that's always, it is like, yeah, whenever you're reading a story or like watching a show, you know, you'll always have someone rationalize that despite, well, there's six of us and 10,000 of them, but at least we have the element of surprise. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's such a strength. I know. It's like, I have no idea. They don't see it coming. We can, you know, that's that's how Ramsey Bolton defeats uh, Stannis, right? He's just, hey. Hey, you want to wait for the battle to start? How about I roll these giant flaming boulders into your entire camp with six guys in the middle of the night? Elemental surprise! <laughs> you lose. Hey, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. See, <clears throat> I'm telling you, it's powerful. It is. If anything, it's OP. It's <laughs> yeah, people are going to be like, oh, you can't say that. It's OP. Like, yeah. it's like uh, super speed. Yeah. Isn't isn't that like the actual, like, like when it comes down to it, like a, the only thing it can be to speedster is another speedster? Uh, if you watch The Flash long enough for sure all problems can be solved by running fast (laughs) yes well it almost seems like for all superheroes it always seems like their strength ends up being beneficial in some way yes but like the the flash can manifest almost any power he wants by running fast right you know right right. well because the thing about running fast and fast enough or the ability to move with that like rapid of motion yeah is that you can effectively like stop time Yes. Because you start dealing with like such relativity. You can that even reverse time depending on how fast you're going. That's frustrating. You can enter and exit time whenever you please. This is, this is, I'm, I, I feel like it's reached the point where I'm uninterested. Yeah. See, this it's is, OP. this is <laughs> like the element of surprise. Of course, <laughs> that is true. No matter what superpower you're against at the moment, the moment of victory can always be ruined by the element of surprise. Right. Yeah. That's that's why nobody ever expects it. Yeah. It also makes for the least satisfying stories ever because we, the (laughs) audience also have to be fooled by the element of surprise. Right. And therefore like there's no build up to it. Like, Like we can't know what their plan is. Would it always like manifest itself differently? I believe it would. Yeah. This is like when people's power is like, I'm lucky. And you're like, that's not a superpower. But but in fact, they demonstrate that it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, I actually, I was considering that same thought. Like, is, it, is this, is the element of surprise just the same thing as being lucky? <laughs> like, right. it almost always means that you are going to be in the right place at the right time in right. order to enact the element of surprise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you have no control over the element of surprise. Life will just dictate you to the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Would that be their catchphrase? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm totally in on this, though. I'm totally in on the element of surprise and the superpower. Yes. That's fantastic. Maybe uh, we, we have talked, uh, I think, uh, on Dear Hank and John, they always have like the the interjection periodically it's another podcast where they'll say like oh my god it's burning right yes like because people were uh listening to the podcast while cooking and it was like their way of like helping remind people remind the people yeah exactly maybe hold on while stop what you're doing check the stove oh my god it's burning and before you know it it's the element of surprise element of surprise (laughs) yes all right well nobody expects the hyperspace whales what can i say Well, that was a callback to our recent worst performing video. But. Oh, the the Super Carlin Brothers video about Thrawn is about coming. About Thrawn is coming. Mandalorian okay. theory. Okay, this is this is the thing though. I like to think so. Worst performing video on our channel in years may maybe maybe quite some time yeah this this occasionally happens more frequently than not with star wars content uh where we will make a video that just like drastically underperforms and you're like whoo we missed it today <laughs> like well we either went too deep too obscure too something but this particular one i think is going to end up being like just a late payday that's all I, that's that's then 
nothing could convince me further that Thrawn is the like last thing you will see on season two of The Mandalorian. Right. Like, I'm so positive of it. Right. I am, like, it is, like, since they revealed that Ahsoka is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian, which comes out in, like, 11 days at this point. From recording. From from the day we're recording it. I was, like, I just did, I was just, like, doing the math. I'm, like, there's there's no way for Ahsoka to be in it without Thrawn being the villain. Like, Especially because you have this guy who showed up with the dark saber at the end of season one. Right. He's just like, he's so just, he's going to be like the season two villain, but they're going to get rid of him and it's not going to matter because season three villain is going to be Thrawn and it's going to be so much better. See, but here's the thing though. So this is, it's okay because we're, we're just ahead. That's all. I like to think that we're ahead. Yeah. And so what's going to happen is that that particular video will, as, as context is now applied. Yeah. People are going to be like, wait a second. Who? What? Yeah. This guy with red eyes? Exactly. And he's blue? Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. So I think it's so weird to me because if you're into Star Wars at all, it's almost impossible not to have come across like images of Thrawn. Sure. To like wonder like if you're yeah, if you exist in the Star Wars space, no doubt you have seen 
images of this character. He's like, yeah, he's blue. He has this striking blue face and this dark hair and these bright red eyes. And he's always in this like white uniform and he looks evil. And really, he's like, he's not necessarily evil. He's just sort of like a very powerful weapon that the Empire happens to control. Sure. But whoever, whoever Thrawn pledges his allegiance to... That's great news for them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. like, yeah, he's he's just a very loyal person, and that happens to be who he's loyal to. Not, I'm making it. I'm not doing a good job with it. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. No, so, I mean, what it, what it comes down to, though, is I think that we're we're putting ourselves in an interesting position to have a very compelling, like, antagonist, if you will. Yeah, is, I, that, is it okay to call it an antagonist instead of a villain? Is that I a think, more appropriate? I think he's going to, my guess is that, He's gonna serve maybe as more of like a not maybe not maybe not villain yeah but like I don't know if like a antihero is even the best okay word but I think he is like the the heroes will reluctantly have to work with him okay and he will be helped because the empire will be gone so like what his motivations are are gonna be questionable but no doubt I I'm I'm calling I'm calling my shot right now it's totally gonna be Thrawn he's coming okay you just wait okay you wait okay. Star Wars people <laughs> the, the seven people who are still with us seven people who are still with us they're like they're like hey I didn't see that coming you know why element of surprise <laughs> <laughs> we came full circle we did it all worked out it, it all worked out nobody <laughs> expects the hyperspace whales um do you also let me we'll just continue down do you have a, a fun fact about coyotes for us and now. Now, a fun fact about coyotes. I'm excited. I know, I know. It's so great. It actually, the, the fun fact about coyotes just sneaks in with a total element of surprise. So I, I actually think this is just interesting about coyotes because they don't have like a specific environment that they're found within because they are highly adaptable to all environments. Really? Really. So they so, exist like worldwide? I, I think mostly they exist in... North America, okay, uh, as like the the primary region in which they exist. But I just I just think it's interesting because they will affect they will eat anything. They're scavengers, uh, and so it's like I think more commonly they're going to live like in deserts and grasslands and forests and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. where you would expect there just to be more food than barren wasteland. Sure. Anyway, but yeah, no, just coyotes. They can huck it wherever they go. They're just you know they're ready. They're adventurers. They're adventurers. Yeah. But okay, here's the thing. So coyotes are not dogs and dogs are not wolves, but we have dogs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is, I remember, I think I was like unexpectedly like older in life. I think I was like maybe like 23 when it finally occurred to me that dogs as we know them are, are like, they don't exist in the wild. Like, oh, right. You know, like there, there's no such thing as like stumbling upon like a, a, a wild Yorkshire terrier. Sure. Like they're they're not just out there feeding on mushrooms in the hills of Ireland. Yeah. Or something, which is what I imagine they would do if they were wild animals. There are specific dogs that do the mushroom hunting. Oh, OK. In that, I was not actually making a reference to that. That okay. is just a happy accident. OK. But like or or like a pug for example yeah what's a pug's natural habitat right how does it hunt it it sure don't it can barely breathe <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's so funny to me though that there that there's these animals that are just like so like integrated into our world and yet they're mostly like all highly descended from wolves once upon a time yeah and then like you know obviously selective careful breeding and stuff like that have have spawned all of the different variations that we know today but so i was actually reading a little bit about this because i i thought it was i, I started on coyotes and then i was yeah. like where do dogs come from and as i started to like kind of pull back basically the the information was talking that like once upon a time somewhere between fifteen thousand years ago and forty thousand years ago there was like a specific type of wolf that had that is now extinct that had like two divergent lines that came from it okay and one of those lines turned into like the gray wolf as we know it and the other one turned into like dogs all other dogs all other dogs <laughs> okay so the gray wolf is like this like harken back to prehistoric times or something yes yes okay. but like it's interesting it's like a shark it is like a shark wow a land shark a land shark like the beer? <laughs> yes. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. That's highly, right. He worked it in. High, highly associated with wolves. <laughs> or, AKA land, land sharks. sharks. <laughs> oh my gosh. New superhero idea. Land shark. <laughs> He's like Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That's not even a good reference because a wolverine is an animal in itself. Yeah. So that's that's maybe not the best not the best example. What I mean by that is that it's more wolfish in characteristic. So wait, is land sharks superpower the element of surprise? <laughs> I'm not saying it can't be. Okay. Although maybe... I like the idea of the element of surprise being uh amongst the same superhero cohort mm-hmm. as land shark like so they're like the avengers oh, okay but like so you have the element of surprise yeah kind of like imagine captain america but cooler <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you've got land shark imagine wolverine meets remus lupin okay right? yeah there you go. Right? Right. So, like, maybe, like, a shabby guy who's got, like, uh, like string holding together his briefcase, but he can also have blades come out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, land shark. But he has to be, like, he has to be, like, wolf-like. Is the fact that, does, does anything shark-like factor into it, or is it just solely wolf because wolves are, wolves land, are sharks. land sharks? I don't think any further explanation no, is needed. No further, so there's no but, shark okay, abilities. But, as a nod, he wears a shark tooth necklace. Ah, okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's trendy, you know. Tr- They're yeah, coming yeah, yeah. back. He's shark tooth necklaces. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's like that's like his one nod to you know sharks, right? And his superpower is mostly just that he has like like wolf instincts. Jay, he hunts alone. He hunts, yeah, by himself. He is the gray wolf <laughs> with his partner, with the his element partner. of surprise. <laughs> that's right. That's really how he actually gets all of his prey. He's just he's just the distraction. Right. And right, then right. all of a sudden, boom! Element of surprise. Element of surprise. It's amazing that now we have made a, even though we have a fun fact about coyote section to the podcast, now we have a wolf-themed superhero. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. No one saw that coming. <laughs> they really didn't. They were, people came into this episode, they were like, what will it be today, boys? Yeah. A cup named Fred? No. No. A new, two new superheroes. Two new superheroes. This, this is the thing, though. Because so many superheroes' names are, like, copywritten, it's hard to come up. With new good names. Yeah, I think this was, I think even like Elastigirl, they had, like, that was already taken. Or oh, and then like, it became, like, for The Incredibles? Yeah. Yeah, so I, it, it is, actually, I'm kind of shocked Mr. Incredible wasn't already taken because it just seems like yeah. such low-hanging fruit. It does. But it, it's interesting. I'm actually watching the the television show now called The Boys Oh, uh, on Amazon. Which I, I, I feel like I just pronounced it like B-O-I-Z. Yeah, the Boys. boys. <laughs> the Boys. Uh, so far, I'm still not exactly sure who the boys is, uh, if it's supposed to refer to the soups in the show or or our uh, ragtag band of misfits. Probably them, if I were to if I were to shoot my my guess out into the world. OK, um, but in the same in the same capacity, the names for the superheroes in this show, like they feel corny. Right. Like like one of them is like the deep, you know, and he's the like deep, like he's like. Aquaman. Oh, I see. You know, but like the deep, the deep. Yeah, and it's kind of it's like that's a that's a dumb a name. Shallow name. <laughs> <laughs> or like what else they have? They have uh like A Train, who is like your speedster. Mm, okay. You know, like the A Train. Yeah, he's fast. He's fast. I get like, it. Like, I'm comparing it to the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You get it. I get it. <laughs> Nothing lost on you at all. But no, it, it's funny because I, I feel like this is it's it's such a such a problem that so many good cool superhero names or that or all superhero names in general are terrible it's just we know them to be cool yeah because we've been taught so Do you, so like spider-man yeah. might just be like really like that's not that's, that's what you came up with right do you think, okay, like Superman then do you think they're called superheroes because of Superman? Oh, that's a good question like. Cause he, like, like, like he's like the, like the forerunner and then everybody around it. It's like, oh yes. Like it's like Superman. He's like, there are superheroes, right? The element of surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like they are, they have superpowers similar to Superman. I see. Right. Yes. I wonder if that, yeah. Is, is like Superman the derivative term for superhero? I don't know. Or were they like, let's make a new superhero and we'll call him Superman. Could be that as well. Because he has all the supers. He, he does have all, all the powers. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, similarly in the, in this show, the 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 main guy, the like the main hero, so yeah. to speak, who is I, I believe not going to be the hero of the show from our perspective, our vantage point. Right. But he is a very like Superman 
like quality. And right. He, like, I think like his only weakness is he he can't see through zinc. And I was like, well, that's gonna come into play. Oh, that's obscure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expects zinc, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes what does zinc man do i like to think that he's a jeweler he's a jeweler yeah zinc man zinc man i think he's just that like maybe this superman he's like he just the way he defeats people is just like by punching them in the heart or something and he just knows where that is but zinc man's heart is like in his foot so <laughs> he just like hit him in the chest so it's like wait a minute that's not where your heart is but i didn't know because i couldn't see <laughs> I keep it in my foot. <laughs> Boom. Element of surprise. Element of surprise. Maybe, um. maybe, okay, yeah. So if we were to continue on about our, our superhero, maybe situations like that would arise where, like, he doesn't even know how it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, his physics can change in accordance with the circumstance. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is why it's, it's so OP. <laughs> It is very OP because it's just no matter what you're about to succeed at, you will suddenly be failing because of the element of surprise. I hope we have everybody bought into this new plan. Oh my gosh, we're gonna like ruin this question. Is what's gonna happen? We're gonna yes, we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, all, right, all right, guys. Well, let's let's start a tidal wave of fun. In other news, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard left turn into Christmas. Oh, okay. Here on uh, October. Nineteenth. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's never too soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. I actually first. I'm going to start by saying this. I think that there is the majority rules on Christmas music that literally flips every three years. So oh. I think nostalgia wins out for three years, and then cynicism wins out for three years. Okay. And, and, and let me paint you a, a picture. So basically, every three years, it is either acceptable or not acceptable to start listening to Christmas music as soon as November starts. So if it's like November 1st on a year where nostalgia wins out, then everybody is like, yes, it is finally time to celebrate We're Christmas. And everybody's like all excited about it. And it's like, yay, Christmas music. I started listening to it right away. And then after three years, people are like, oh my gosh, can we please wait until after Thanksgiving? Please. We have another holiday between now and that one. Right. Like too soon, guys. Too soon. And so soon, I I think that right now we are still existing, maybe in what is the third year of nostalgia. Okay. so next year, my prediction would be so this year, people will still be excited about Christmas music on November one. Okay. but next year. No, sir. No good. No, sir. People People will be like, guys, come on. Can we can we just can we just not? Can we wait? I'm tired of Jingle Bells already. Right. Mariah Carey. Yeah. It's all happening too soon. Too soon. Anyway, Christmas. So I started decorating this past weekend. Uh, We still have skeletons in our yard currently. Okay. But I have, since I've lived in my house, I think we talked about this on the last pop. Yeah. I've been like very excited about decorating it for Christmas because it's very Christmas like house. No, gingerbread house shape. This might have been an after the final pop, but. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll catch people up. I want to decorate my house really well. And every year I've like taken steps to get closer to my ability to do this. Yeah. But part of the problem I always had was that like I didn't have a ladder that was even remotely tall enough to tackle the main roof line of my home. Okay. And if you can't get the main roof line, like, well, like what's even the point? Yeah. It looks like you just copped out halfway. Precisely. Mm. So like I, I was even thinking about like mom and dad's house and like dad will decorate the uh, they have like a front porch area, you know, like with rocking chairs and the, right. the sort. And dad is able to with like a mere eight foot ladder go and put all of his lights up on top of that like front like little roof line that he's right. got. Cinch. No, no probs. Problem. Yeah. But then he doesn't have to like worry about going any higher. Well, my mine, the point, the center point of my house is a full top of three stories high. Oh. And so I'm going through and I'm doing the individual like uh, clips per light bulb. Okay. So like each light bulb is held up with its own clip on the gutters. Wow. I know. I know. It's going to look real good. So everywhere you have gutters, you need light bulbs. Anywhere you have gutters and anywhere you have like an edge of a shingle. Okay. Also, because the edge of the shingle uh, also provides a space for these clips to fit. It's okay. They're engineered for it. I see. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like very excited. There's actually one house just down the street from me that every year they have like perfect <laughs> lights. Like everything is like so situated and even and in a straight line. Yeah. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And so this You're is trying been, to one up them. Absolutely. In true neighborhood fashion. If this is not where Christmas lights were born from, like I'm convinced that at one point in time, somebody brought like a, a desk lamp out and put it in their sidewalk and they were like, hey. 
Look at this. How festive. And then someone Christmas else was lights. like, that's it. I'm putting two out there. That's it. And then, you know, before you know it, people are like, you know what? I'm going to wrap an entire tree. Right, right. I'm setting it to music. <laughs> I'm setting it to music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to worry about like, like planes landing in our driveway because there's that much yeah. landing gear involved. Mm -hmm. I think landing gear is actually the wheels, not the lit runway, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I see what you, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Alice could not believe that I was like so gung ho about this, but literally like all, all I wanted to do all weekend was to get my bulbs. Yeah. Attach them to my clips. Which okay. you, you have to do inside the house. Like do some prep work. Okay. You have to attach the clips to the bulbs inside the house, inside the house. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Instead of putting the clips and then putting the bulb on it, on the gutter. No, no, no. You do it inside. And then once you're up on the ladder, it's just like clip, clip, clip. I am surprised you didn't buy bulbs that have clips on them. No, as far as I know, that doesn't exist. And if it does, darn it. Let me just tell you, Ben, that I have strung up lights around the deck, around my house for year round twinkle effect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you're sitting out on the porch, you want to turn on some twinkle lights. Very nice. I have seen it. It's a very good effect. I think I compliment you every single time I come over. Thank you so much. Looks so good. Well, well in the process of stringing them up, I was actually really, it was a very easy task because the people who lived there before me, I think did something similar. Okay. And so they had like screwed in a bunch of little like hooks, like every two feet or so that I could just like rest the cord in. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. But every now and then I would luck out and one of the bulbs would line up exactly with where one of the hooks was. And there just so happens to be like a little clip on the back of every bulb. Oh, sure. And I sure, was sure. like, I don't know why there are clips on all these bulbs. Like, what would this be for? But every now and then I'd just be like, well, this is going to hold in place real well because the wire will sometimes get like blown off the hook, Ugh. which isn't a big deal because there's so many. Sure. But there's like a little, just a little slump, then a little slump yeah. in the lights. And I just got to go fix it. Right. But uh, yeah, so it occurs to me that maybe there are lights with hooks on them or, or with clips on them. Well, maybe not the hooks that I want, Jay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you ever consider that? I did not consider that. It was, I just don't want to have put all this work into something and not have it be worth it. I'm sure it's going to be worth <laughs> it. It's going to look really good. It's going to look really good. So anyway, I have a I have a 22 foot ladder, and so I was like, okay, this is going to be perfect. I'll finally be able to do this. And yesterday, my neighbors across the street are sitting out on their porch watching me like struggle with this. I have like one of those little giant ladders that can be like folded and manipulated. So like it, it's just like. I can pick it up and walk around with it. I can put it yeah. back in my car. No problem. But you can also like extend it to be like really tall. Yeah. And, but like when it's really tall, very cumbersome. Yeah, I see. And I'm not very tall in yeah. this game of things relative to a 22 foot ladder. Sure. And so I'm like <laughs> fumbling around with this thing like crazy, just trying to like prop it against my house to see whether or not I'm going to be able to reach the top. And it's like 10 feet short. Oh, not even close. It's not even close. Right. So like at the very tip top of my ladder, if I was like standing on my tiptoes, which I would never do. I, yeah, that'd be know, so dangerous. So dangerous. I, I wouldn't need, I would still be four feet short of right. being able to reach the top of my, my roof. So Allie's like, well, you're just gonna have to go on the roof, which I'm like, there's no way I'm going on that roof. It is so steep. Right. So now I'm left with this problem of uh, like, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go in literally I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I debated on like renting a bucket truck Yeah. because my first thought was like, well, that would be the easiest way to like get out there and have like, like one of those things that you could use to like work on a power line. Yeah. But like, you know, just go lift right up. Right. Super handy. Uh, also seems very expensive for, you know, a day rental. So I was like, mm, I could probably just lent, rent a large ladder, which is in fact a thing. Okay. But a, a 32 foot ladder, you know, at best is going to be half that length, which is like 16 feet, which is like longer than my truck. Yeah. Oh, and so, so how do you transfer it? So how do you transfer it? Yeah. And so it's like, I'm like down this like total rabbit hole of problem after problem mm -hmm. after problem. And I'm like, how do people do this stuff? Like how committed are people? How much have I been underestimating the energy that people are putting into their beautifully crafted holiday home uh, decor? Apparently a lot. Apparently a lot. Well, I have some experience with such a with like a ladder situation, yeah, as it were. As it so were. Uh, our younger brother, when he bought his house, it happened to come with a giant ladder, the kind of which you are describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come with meaning that the previous owners left it in the backyard. I assume because of the exact problem you're describing, which is you can't how move do you it. move it? Yes, it's a big problem. So anyway, one day at my old house, the uh, I went to go turn on the lights at the dining room, and for whatever reason, some bit of circuitry 
happened to just not be working. It was on the fritz. It was on the fritz. And it was not, It you know, it wasn't like, oh, switch the breaker, off, on, now it's back. And it wasn't just the dining room. It was like whatever whatever uh, was controlling this was like like my bedroom, the dining room, and like the out. It was like this weird set collection of lights that just stopped working all at once. Okay. It was very, very annoying. Especially, you know, at night when it would get real dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hear lights are you useful know, at night. You know how lights work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so fortunately my father-in-law, uh, is like an electrician by trade. So he came through and looked at it and he's like, well, I think we're gonna have to do this complicated thing where I run wires up the side of your house and blah, 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 you know, fix, fix this. And in the end he totally was able to do it, but part of it meant he needed big ladder so we could reach the, uh, the appropriate window. Sure. Yeah. And I knew Tyler had this ladder. And so part of the problem was indeed, how do we even get the ladder from Tyler's house to my house? Not even a mile apart. Not even a mile apart. And I mean, I mean, it was like we, we ended up just sort of like resting it on top of one of the cars, tied it down as best we could. But let me tell you that even, even in that little drive, there's tons of these tiny little hills. I mean, I thought for sure we were going to lose that thing. Oh my god! And then not only that, not only that, you think it was cumbersome moving your present ladder around. I mean, what? even if you manage to get to your house, you're going to need a second person just to set it just up. Just to set it up. Huh. Yeah, at least one other person. So good luck with that. I could tell you that having moved out of that old house, uh, I too left the ladder. <laughs> no way. So it's just there. Can I just so, go ask so, some people? Be like, hi, my brother used to live here. Can I have the ladder back, please? Yeah, it's in the it's in the backyard against the fence. It might be overgrown with weeds. You may not even know it's back there. You might not even know it's back there. I, w- you know, uh, can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will bring it back. I will bring it back. It's actually it's super <clears> funny because I was about to say like I don't understand why we're not taught more about ladders in school. And it remi- I just finished watching the TV show Community where they like kind of hilariously have a class called ladders oh, do and now they? i'm like i kind of get it i kind of get it. i kind of get it like ladders it's, is like, hard ladders is hard and also <laughs> like i was thinking about this yesterday because as i was i i went and pulled out my uh my second ladder my smaller ladder yeah. to just to like plug it in so i could see if the lights were all working which they were thank goodness <laughs> you know i was that was like one of those where i had like spent like two hours doing this thing and i was like oh my gosh if it doesn't work yeah it's gonna be such a bummer right it worked so that was all good um but it, it was actually funny when I was like carrying the ladder upstairs to take it outside. I was like, by owning this ladder, I have bought the ability to be taller. And I, like, I don't know why. Like, I thought that was just like the it's like so interesting. Mm. It's like that's a, it's a skill. It's a superhero power is being tall. Yeah. Like we can have a superhero called the ladder called the ladder called the ladder. That's it. all he is is just like 10 feet tall. Well, or he can ladder himself. <laughs> there are like, different types of ladders, folding ladders, extension yeah. ladders. So he like unfolds into a taller person. He could be a step stool if someone needs one. It's like, you know, reach cereal on yeah. top of the fridge. Yeah. It's like, do we have a step stool? Oh, don't, I got you. Let me go get ladder. <laughs> Let me go get ladder. He just kneels down like a regular person. Yeah. You, <laughs> stand, on his you back. stand on his back. <laughs> like, I got you covered. Yeah. We, we have a guy for that. <laughs> we have a guy for that. We can just like, use the... Do you do anything else or... <laughs> you just wait, you just wait. Yeah. We're gonna be in the middle of a fight and you're gonna be like, oh no, I got my arrows stuck up an extra eight inches and I can't reach it. I'll be like, I got your back. Jay. And then will be like, step on mine. <laughs> step on mine. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I mean Obi-Wan defeats Anakin. How? Oh, high ground. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People at home thinking ladders. That's not useful. Okay. The reason you think <clears throat> ladders aren't useful is because we've, we've become so accustomed to the idea that somehow, some way, our hero managed to get up on top of like a building. And it's like, how'd they get up there? Yeah. That's like, I want to watch the part where they're str- like struggling because like the gutter came undone. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like Christmas vacation where he like, he like grabs the gutter and like the ice is frozen in it and it shoots across right. the yard and <laughs> right <laughs> lands in Elaine's bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld. From Seinfeld, <laughs> making a brief cameo. Exactly, <clears throat> as yeah. the weird villainous neighbor, sort of <laughs> right. antagonistic neighbor. Just, just kind of mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why is the carpet wet, <laughs> Todd? <laughs> Yeah, uh, but no, it was so funny yesterday because uh, hilariously, the, the two things that I was doing was decorating for Christmas way too early and cutting a tree down that was in my yard that I had had been it had been leaning forever. And I had like an arborist come out 
an arborist. An arborist. Like a, <laughs> like you, a tree man? Like a tree. I got a tree man, man. You got a tree man, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this guy came out and told, told me that it was okay because the tree was dying anyway. And I was like, okay. So uh, the, the two things yesterday that I did was hanging Christmas lights in like an absurd fashion where I'm like almost falling off of ladders and like doing mm-hmm. all this hilarious struggle. Yeah. And then like, you know, it goes quiet for a few minutes. And then I come walking around the back of my house with my chainsaw. Yeah. And it's just like, ring. Those are both scenes from Christmas Vacation. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that I am Clark Griswold. Okay. All right. Where's your station wagon, man? Good question. Yeah. I should get a station wagon, shouldn't I? I'm totally for it. Yes, you should get a station wagon with wood paneling. With wood paneling. With wood paneling, Ben. Man. Yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. Could it instead just be a van that I convert into a small home that I could drive around and live in? That's not, no, no, no. It's not the same? That's not the same. That's not Clark Griswolding. Well, okay, that's true. That's true. Fair point. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I was just trying to think of a way to make this more fun. Station wagons are just... They're very station wagony. Well, yeah, that's for sure. They are station wagony. That is what they do. Sort of their essence. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Okay, speaking of driving around in family cars, I went on a family trip this past weekend. You did. You to did. To Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. To see some family. To see some fa- Yeah, we were visiting uh, my brother-in-law okay. and his wife okay. in Lexington. Uh, I have to say, I really like Lexington, Kentucky. It feels like my like my spiritual home. <laughs> really? I mean, it's, I you know, well, we've talked I hear about how I, I, I wish I was more involved with horses. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Did you get closer to that goal? Very much closer to that goal. And let me tell you, Lexington is like literally like the horse capital of America. Okay. Like we went to the uh, national, I can't even, man, I'm not going to remember the name. The Kentucky Horse Oh man, oh, hold on. I can't even remember the name. It's we went we went to the place where old Kentucky Derby winners retire. What? Like That's the a place? horses. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are there. Okay. I guess maybe some owners just, you know, continue to keep them at their own properties or whatever. Sure. But there are multiple Kentucky Derby winners at this place. Kentucky Horse Park. That's what it's called. The Kentucky Horse Kentucky Park. Horse Park. Okay. You walk in, there's these, you know, big horse statues. You have like this one of Secretariat off to one side, one of uh it's called Mano War. Who I guess is I, I, a jellyfish? Were, no. <laughs> okay. I think when you think of like the most famous horses from like the Kentucky Derby, I think Secretariat is probably the one most people know. Sure. Right. Is Sea Biscuit not one? I don't think so. There was. was a, I didn't see any Sea Biscuitry at this place. No Sea Biscuits. No. Okay. But so you have yeah you have Secretariat who I guess is maybe should better be known as the second most famous horse because the actual most famous one is Man O' War. The jellyfish. The horse. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll need correction every time just to be yeah. sure. <laughs> there is this massive statue of Man O' War that is like it has this big you can like walk 360 degrees around it and he, it's he's buried there like under the statue. Oh. Which is pretty uh, I guess pretty cool. I guess he wants won like 20 out of the 21 races he was ever in. Whoa. Yeah. Really. They show you like, this was fascinating to me. They show you the stride of a horse, like back, like where their back leg is and then how far they travel before their back leg hits the ground again. Okay. And so despite years and years of horses, I don't know, maybe they just haven't updated or maybe they're just trying to make a point, but uh, they show you man of war stride and it's like 28 feet. Wow. Like, like at full speed. Like, can you like, I don't think people like people can't long jump that far. I was going to say you know? that would be like that would be like world record status. I think long jump distance. Yeah. So like if you had a huge running start and you were top in the world at a particular activity. Yeah. You could maybe get about that distance. About that distance. And that, and then you'd be at a complete dead stop. This is how far a horse is traveling every couple seconds. Un- between, like per stride. Unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was, that was really cool. But so anyway, we go to the Kentucky Horse Park. And I would say... I mean, this this particular yeah facility, it's probably like it's called like the like the horse center of America or whatever. But as far as the amount of interaction you can have with horses, I wouldn't say it was like top tier. Okay. Maybe if you own a horse, it's better because there was plenty of people doing some sort of competition in like the big main center field. OK, uh, I don't know what what that is. Is that like dressage or something? I'm not I sure. I don't know. Jay, you're the horse guy. I don't know. I need I need to get more in. But there was some sort of competition happening down there. Those horses look very fancy. 
Um, but we went up to the the big barn where you can see just a bunch of like uh, very. I think they're called the the uh, the drafters. I think is what it was. Maybe they're like training horses or something. Okay. But you can see like several different breeds of horses. Those were all really cool. And they had uh, they were had two of them out, and Luke got to go up and like touch them and he has stuff. Such a horse. Oh yeah, yeah. That was very cool. He was like so excited about it, which was interesting because like as I'm standing, as I look around the room we're in, like if we had a horse in here, I feel like it would take up most of the room. Most, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I think people think of horses as just like yeah, domestic, right? You know, animals. Like if you're near a horse, it's big. It's you huge. know they are huge. They weigh a literal ton. Yeah, you know they're big animals. Right. And Luke was just not afraid of this thing at all. I mean, you know, the horse's face is as big as Luke. Takes and after his father. <laughs> Just a natural with so, horses. Yeah, I mean, he was totally, he was totally cool touching it. That was awesome. And then uh, we went to another part of the park where uh, he got to uh, ride a horse, which was really cool. I guess, I guess technically pony, um, but. Man, that was that was a really cool experience too. He was like n- not afraid of it, just like at all. We put him on it, and they you know just say hold on to the saddle. And I think there was like one moment where I like stepped away to pick up the camera, and he was like suddenly like, oh man, I'm on like a really big thing. I want to get off. And then the moment it started going, he was like, this is fun. I'm good at riding. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that was really fun. Uh, it was it was very it was very cool seeing like how excited he was about being on the horse at this uh, horse interaction facility, as we called it in the last episode. <laughs> the horse interaction facility. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. That yeah. is so fun. That is so. And, and okay, so then my next question is: Did is there any part of you that is like planting the seeds of future? horse ownership and it's like you understand that like probably it's not the type of thing that you would like maybe no anticipation of buying a horse like next year (laughs) but like but like are you any bit closer or would you have any actual expectation of like possibly 10 to 15 years from now you might actually own a horse i mean i have i have no idea like there's so many things that would have to happen before that i feel like either more seeds to plant. More seeds to plant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know if I, if horse, like it would be very cool to own a horse, but it would be great if you had it in such a way where you had, you know, you like also owned the stable and could like walk out to the barn and go like hang out with the horse as opposed to just like your horse lives at a stable where you rent space for it and you have to drive 20 minutes to go see it. Oh, I see. You know you what I mean? You have to have a horse. You have to have your own horse farm. You have your own horse farm. Exactly. Jay, you're thinking but, like me. I'm yeah. loving it. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than when you dream big. Yeah. Yeah, well, let me tell you, the Lexington is the place to do it because there are, I mean, you just drive around, they're just horse farms everywhere. Okay. And okay. It's so, like, I mean, they need tons of space. And so, so and so if you had a horse, you, you've said you'd name it Popcorn at the Movies. Popcorn at the Movies, yeah. yeah. That's, that's our, that's our horse. But what would its, what would its, like, name be around, around the stable, though? Just Popcorn? I think, I feel like people would probably either call it Popcorn or, like, Pop or something. Pop, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably name mine Helium. Helium? Yeah. <laughs> you know. The element of surprise. <laughs> the element of surprise. Do you get it? Because you put heliums in balloons. Yeah. You put helium in balloons. And, balloons and like pop. Balloons pop at yeah. surprise parties. And like, you know, you have the pop, which is connective yeah. tissue between yours. And I get it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, were yeah, yeah. Yeah. element of surprise. It looks like he's losing this race. <laughs> but all of a sudden, boom, people always underestimate the element of surprise. Maybe you should just name your horse the element of surprise. No, that would be its race name. And that would be its race name. Yeah, but we'd call him helium around the, around the stables. Okay. Okay, so it wouldn't be like just like a shortened version. No, his name would be Helium, you know, like like about. Yeah. But then, but like, you know, then his formal name is the element of surprise. I got you. Yeah, yeah, you're getting right. it. You're getting okay. it. There it is. We're stringing it all together. Okay, so yeah. there we go. We've named our horses in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've named our horses. And maybe, maybe it also means that our, our band of superheroes uh, ride on horseback. Oh, that's fun. That's right? It's fun. a little different. People don't expect people it. Don't, yeah, <laughs> they definitely don't expect horseback heroes. <laughs> Not in 2020. How useful is that? Useful. Yeah. It takes a little while to get there but maybe the horses have powers you know do you think they'd be friends with coyotes and that's part mm-hmm. of the powers wherever they go there are coyotes i don't know i'm stringing it all together it's stringing it all together it's maybe in our fictional world the coyotes can like open portals like anywhere because they because they are that because because they have someone on the other side always because they're everywhere because they're everywhere oh coyotes right. are the best oh here we go oh. so we have coyotes open portals which the horses then travel run, through yeah travel through right with our heroes in tow our heroes in tow uh of which we've currently named one the element of surprise okay. riding on the element of surprise <laughs> yeah. aka helium right and land shark, shark. riding on <laughs> popcorn at the movies yes. aka pop <laughs> 
Exactly. Jay, it's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. This is how the best stories are written. This is how the best, this is it. Everyone would be like, how did they ever come up with this stuff? And be like, this is it. This is, you know, you're, like, you're witnessing it. Right, right, right. You're like listening in, to it at in, home. In the future, when this is like a, a worldwide blockbuster phenomenon, and you're like, how did they come up with something so abstract and weird? You are listening to the origin story. Here it is. The moment. This right. is This is when it happens. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. It has been a delightful one. We've come up with so many great new things. We have come up with many new things on this episode of The Pop. This has been a good one. I've yes. Enjoying it. Yes, it has. Um, if you guys would like to go and check out the, that new uh, special offer that we have happening over on our Patreon page, we are making, f- having fabricated uh, metal person cards, which are going to be, you know, like laser engraved. It'll have all of our, you know, various titles abound abound it will have the popcorn load popcorn culture logo literally cut clean out of it right so that you can graffiti your notebook paper exactly with with graphite pencil yes as much as as much as you please uh this is going to be available through october 25th which is my birthday um and uh will come with any patreon tier that we have available all of yeah. which are the same cost it's basically voting for who's the host right buzzy b jazzy j um you can check that out at patreon.com slash popcorn culture guys and we also want to give a special thank you to these patrons who now support us on patreon including jason flower eden landry emily west Haley vance melanie stephanie s stewart mia diana lazo max lazo thomas bonima uh, Mateus dalville michaela roby and jordan dawson thank Th- you guys so much yes thank you guys so so much for all of your support over on the patreon otherwise until next week pop pop 